0: Welcome to Knowing Him. This is Steve Danielson.
1: And this is Angie Danielson.
0: Join us each week as we explore the hymns of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and share our feelings, insights, and reflections about how each one brings us closer to Jesus Christ.
1: Enjoy your favorites and find some undiscovered gems in our journey to Knowing Him.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Knowing Him. We are talking today about Hymn 3, Now Let Us Rejoice. Now, of course, Hymn 3, this is in the 1985 hymn book. Who knows, you may be listening to this in the future when we've already had like seven more editions of the hymn book. And so if you're listening (laughs) to this way in the future, refer back to 1985 and you'll find the hymn that we're talking about. All right. Well, Angie, you're leading this discussion today. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you got for us? <laughs>
1: um, well, I was first attracted to this hymn because um, we have a book that has all of the evening and morning star um, newspaper, um, I guess, the newspapers that were written in Independence, Missouri for the early saints of the church. And I saw this in there and under the title of home. And so that kind of, attracted my attention because i was like why would this hymn be called home um so that if you want to look that up it's in volume one um march 1833 number 10 of the evening and morning star uh, i have to i have to just
0: interrupt i just have to tell you about this this book that angie's talking about so it's a book that contains all of the evening and morning star but she found it in like what is it's like a second-hand bookstore in Olympia, yeah. Washington? Yeah. yeah. just randomly looking for something else, and then suddenly there it was. Uh, it's pretty cool. That... So I felt like I had to get it. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss that chance.
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool.
0: Anyway, sorry. Go ahead.
1: That's okay. Um, I also found out that um, it was called the Second Advent in the Millennial Star, um, which was another church paper um, in May of 1840. Um to, I think volume 24 but I thought that was interesting but it had a, a, a different name as well um, so now let us rejoice um, I guess I'll talk about the hymn first because it's got a really cool story so um, and then we'll talk about the the writer of the words and the, and the writer of the music um so in this, this hymn was written out of um, the situation that happened to the early members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints who lived in Jackson County, Missouri. And um, during that time, there was a lot of mob violence against the early members of the church. And the people in Jackson County, Missouri pretty much wanted them gone they they felt like the saints were a threat to their to their government they thought they were going to take over the government and cause all sorts of problems and they had different beliefs than the surrounding people so people were afraid of anybody who had different beliefs and um so there was a lot of violence against the saints and this was in 1833 um and in the, at the beginning of November of 1833, the saints were driven from their homes and they were basically all just living, like, huddled together on the banks of the Missouri River, just waiting to be killed by these mobs. Um, <clears throat> some of the people had enough money to make it across the river, but a lot of them couldn't afford it. And it wasn't very much in our standards. It was like a dollar and a half or something, or, but they back in those days... That might have been too much money yeah. for some people. No, some um, people
0: just didn't have cash on hand at all, ever. Yeah. They used, um, used their material things and traded and bartered and things like that.
1: Um, and the story is found in the um, Our Latter-day Hymns um, by Karen Davidson, but it's also—I um, t- take this from an article I read in the Meridian magazine— um, but it's an incredible story. So 1,200 saints were driven from their homes, and they had property damage of $175,000. They had 203 homes burned. Grist mill was burned. Destruction of crops, livestock, and furniture. So it was pretty devastating. Um, and then on November 12, 1833, the mob was pretty much ready to slaughter all of them and just... Destroy and wipe out the saints. Um, and that night, the Lord sent a miracle. So, around 10 p.m. that night, the heavens exploded in thousands and thousands of meteors shooting across the night sky. And I wanted to read this quote by Parley P. Pratt about the event. He said, To our great astonishment, all the firmament seemed enveloped in splendid fireworks. As if every star in the broad expanse had been hurled from its course and sent lawless through the wilds of ether. Thousands of bright meteors were shooting through space in every direction with long trains of light following in their course. This lasted for several hours and was only closed by the dawn of the rising sun. Every heart was filled with joy at this majestic display of signs and wonders showing the near approach of the coming of the Son of God.
0: That's cool. So what was that?
1: So this was called the a Leonor, a Leonid meter, meteor shower. <laughs> Can't say that. Um, and I guess it occurs every 33 years. But the one in 1833 was the biggest display that's ever been seen wow. in the history um, of the world, I think. And in 1833, like all across North America, people could see it. There's accounts of Abraham Lincoln talking about it Oh yeah, and saying that, you know, he saw it as the day of judgment. And um, Joseph Smith saw it and he was in Kirtland, Ohio. But people all across the United States saw this display. And it's been described as one of the most spectacular meteoric phenomenon in the second millennium. So, That's cool.
0: so you said it happens every 33 years? Yeah. When is it scheduled next, you know?
1: So there's actually one scheduled for this year. What? In November. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's cool. Next month, folks. Yeah. I can't
1: remember (laughs) the exact dates, but you can look it up online. It's pretty cool. But this one was so powerful. Um, It says that some reporters estimated the number of meteors as exceeding 100,000 per hour, and other reports guessed at 30 flashes per second.
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it was so intense that it just looked like snow falling from the sky. But because of this great and magnificent event in hev- in the heavens, the the mob that was coming to kill the saints just stopped, and they were in awe. They were looking at this just like everybody else was. And then in the morning, they just left and went home. So <laughs> they didn't end up attacking, and then the saints were able to safely cross, cross the river and, That's great. and be safe. So because of this event, this is when... W.W. Um, Phelps wrote the words to the to this hymn, Now Let Us Rejoice, because they were so grateful for this miracle from heaven. Um, and I thought that was really cool. I'd never heard that before.
0: Yeah. And I like the fact that this song, Let Us Rejoice in the Day of Salvation, comes in the midst of trial and tribulation. I mean, they're their troubles didn't go away because of this. I mean, the mob went away, but they were still being persecuted. They were still having trouble. And yet he could pen these words, now let us rejoice in the day of salvation. No longer as strangers on earth need we roam. I mean, this is a very hopeful, rejoicing song. Um, And to know that it's written in the midst of all of this is is fantastic. You know, it actually reminds me of two weeks ago when we talked about because I've been given much, uh, where we can still have this gratitude even when we may be struggling ourselves, we can still give to others and help uplift others. Uh, It's a a wonderful type of uh, mentality. It reminds me of Job as well. You know, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will still continue to rejoice in my God, even when things are hard.
1: Yeah. Um. So there's a, there's a quote from George D. Piper, and he's um, somebody who also wrote a book about Latter-day Hymns um, earlier in the, in the 20th century. Um, he wrote Stories of Latter-day Saint Hymns, and he said, Defeat, frustration, homelessness, suffering, privation, hunger, even these produced a hymn that still gives hope and sustenance to hundreds of thousands who live in better times. It was the lily coming out of the ooze. Hmm. I thought that was cool. That out of something really horrific came this beautiful hymn that we still love. Yeah, sing. that's awesome. So.
0: so, you talked about this being written by W. W. Phelps. Yeah, what can you tell us about him?
1: So there's so much to say about him. <laughs> <laughs> he was, if you're if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you know that he is really. Well-known in church history. Yeah, and um, he's
0: like Eliza Snow that we talked about last week. I mean, he's going to come up again, so what do we say about him today? <laughs> <laughs> so we don't talk about everything.
1: Um, well, his name is William Wines Phelps, and I thought it was interesting. It said his parents named him after a close friend of theirs that was a general in the Revolutionary War, but their friend's last name was actually William Wins, W-I-N-D-S, and then um, it said earlier it was Wins. Wines like W-I-N-E-S So I don't know why they (laughs) Named him the wines And not the winds Hmm. But (laughs) I thought that was interesting Um, But he was born um, February 17th 1792 in New Jersey And he um, Actually died on my birthday March 7th 1872 In Salt Lake City Um, And um, He did a Ton of things in the church. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. But he was actually appointed as the church printer um, by Joseph Smith, and this was actually a calling. It's talked about in Doctrine and Covenants 57 um, that he would be called to be a church printer. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty significant. He edited the Evening and the Morning Star, which we talked about. So he was the editor of the the church's first periodical. That's what that's what that was. Um, And he also edited the Upper Missouri Advertiser um, when they were in Independence, Missouri. Um, He was he was the one that was in the printing office that the mob destroyed when they were printing the Book of Commandments. Mm -hmm. And that was him and his family that that lived there. Um, And then he helped compile the Doctrine and Covenants and the first hymnal. So, with uh, Emma Smith making the first hymnal, then he was the one that got it printed. Yeah,
0: and I believe Now Let Us Rejoice was in the first hymnal, if I remember correctly.
1: it was. Um, And I actually have... So, he wrote a lot of our hymns in our hymn book. So, um, and actually... He wrote 35 of the 90 hymns that were in the first hymn book. Oh, wow. Like in that first original hymn book. So it's pretty incredible.
2: <laughs> Emma
0: said, I need some hymns. He said, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so I just wanted to read off this list of the hymns that he wrote in our current hymn book. And 11 of these were in the original hymn book. And um, if you get this book by Karen Davidson, she. Uh, actually lists all the hymns that were in the original hymn book at the beginning of the book, um, which is pretty cool. So he wrote, The Spirit of God, now let us rejoice, Redeemer of Israel. Now we'll sing with one accord, praise to the man. Come all ye saints of Zion. Glorious things are sung of Zion, Adam on Diamond. We're not ashamed to own our Lord. Come all ye saints who dwell on earth. Gently raise the sacred strain. Come, let us sing an evening hymn, Oh, God, the Eternal Father. Um, he altered the words to joy to the world, so we have slightly different words because of him. And if you could hide to Kolob, so
0: wow. a that's of a those, lot. Yeah, a lot of those we sing on a regular basis.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> now I want I want to go cool. back to the Spirit of God, okay. uh, because I understand this song. Now let us rejoice that we're talking about was sung at the Kirtland Temple dedication. Along, along with the spirit mm-hmm. of god and they were both sung to the same tune according to what you told me. Yeah. Them. <laughs>
1: well, I thought that was interesting. So they were both sung to the tune that we now know for the spirit of god.
0: I wonder if I can do that. So uh, well, I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we have the
2: spirit of god. Okay, so we'll try this. Now let us rejoice in the day of salvation, No longer as strangers on earth need we roam. Good tidings are sounding to us and each nation, And shortly the hour of redemption will come. When all oh, that, that was promised oh wait no that's <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see we'll sing and we'll shout okay when all oh, that, that was promised the Saints will be given and none, and none will molest them from, them from morn until and and earth will appear as the garden of eden and jesus will say to all israel come home
1: <laughs> it's hard i did that the other day i was trying to sing through it and i got to that chorus and i just went
2: <laughs> into, <laughs> into this the chorus i
1: like <laughs> dang it <laughs> yeah.
0: Ooh, we should have picked a higher key <laughs>
1: So, yeah, there's a lot to say about him, but I might save some of more of this for another time.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the composer.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Henry Tucker is the one that this is attributed to. Well, I say that. They're, they're sort of... It's, it's unclear, actually, exactly how it all came together. So in the 1948 hymn book, which is the earliest one I have access to at the moment, um, it's just attributed to W.W. W. Phelps. Uh, he's attributed to the music and the words. In our 1985 hymn book, it's listed as anonymous. We don't know who wrote the music. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, but then in... Uh, Kim, oh, gosh. Oh. Karen in our, Davidson. Sorry. Karen Davidson. In Karen Davidson's book, she notes that uh, there is a collection of hymns, uh, a non-Latter-day Saint gospel collector called Waters' Coral Harp, published in 1863, credits Henry Tucker as the composer. So Henry Tucker did write, um, did write a very similar tune. Uh, so there's a, a tune that he wrote that we sometimes call, um, or sometimes called, the Lion, Lion of, Judah. of Judah. Lion of Judah, and it is similar. So I, I want to just sing a little bit of this here.
2: Come sinners to Jesus, no longer delay. A free full salvation is offered today. Arise, I'll ye bond slaves, awake from your dream. Believe and the light and the glory, glory shall stream. But then the chorus just goes back and does the same... Melody again. For the Lion of Judah shall break every chain and give us the victory again and again. For the Lion of Judah shall break every chain and give us the victory again and again. So very similar. The the difference with Now Let Us Rejoice as we have it in our
0: book is we have this beginning of the chorus.
2: When all that was promised, the saints will be given, and none will molest them from morn until eve. And then it picks up with the melody again. And earth will
0: appear. So it, it's very clear that it was sort of taken from this melody that Henry yeah. Tucker wrote. Definitely but, has
1: similarities. Huh? But
0: adapted somehow. So maybe... Maybe W.W. W. Phelps is the one that adapted it. Maybe. Yeah, and so sometimes... Or
1: maybe Anonymous adapted n- maybe, it. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe Mr. Anonymous adapted
0: it. Um, but it, you know, sometimes we call this tune Phelps. Sometimes it's referred to as Lion of Judah. Uh, but it is pretty obvious that this tune was originally written by Henry Tucker at some point. Whether it was 1863, not entirely sure. It was just included in the collection in 1863. Um. Do you have more information about Henry Tucker?
1: Yeah. So um, so Henry Tucker was born in 1826. He died in 1882. And he was a pretty popular 19th century songwriter, but most famous for his more popular songs mm-hmm. and not really his hymns. But he was an organist in several different churches. I guess he was born in Canada, but his parents were from the United States. And then they moved back to New York, and he was raised in New York State. Um, So he lived in lots of different places in New York State, finally settling in um, Brooklyn in New York City, um, and was an organist at churches wherever he lived. So I thought that was interesting since he was more famous for his popular music, but he was always a church organist. (laughs) Um, I also thought it was interesting, like... um, like, Steve here, he composed, taught lessons, and tuned pianos. Oh, there you so, go. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing anything he could to make money. <laughs> I, I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it seems like he showed talent for music at a very young age. So, But it sounds like a lot of his popular songs, which Steve's going to talk about here in a minute, is seemed very sad. So <laughs> you yeah. want to talk about that? Yeah, well, he, yeah, he was
0: living, you know, a, a, a lot of his famous songs were written, you know, around the time of the Civil War. So it was a very hard time. And that, you know, going back to Now Let Us Rejoice, I mean, it's the same sort of thing. You're looking for hope in a, in a hard world. And so you're writing songs. You're looking for ways to express these emotions that are inside of you. Um, his most popular songs were Weeping Sad and Lonely, also called When This Cruel War Is Over. Uh, Jeff in Petticoat's and Sweet Genevieve. Those were sort of his most famous. Um, I am going to sing for you Weeping, Sad, and Lonely, just so you can get a sense of some of this other music that uh, Henry Tucker was writing. Uh, So this was, this is a Civil War song, which is pretty cool. I'm going to get a note though, so I don't sing it in the wrong... (laughs) All right, I just learned this this morning, so we'll
2: see how we got Dearest love, do you remember, when we last did meet? How you told me that you loved me, kneeling at my feet. Oh, how proud you stood before me, in your suit of blue. When you vow to me and country Ever to be true Weeping sad and lonely Hopes and fears are vain When this cruel war is over Praying that we meet again a sad tune.
1: Yeah, sounds.
0: Yeah, but he wrote, sad. you know, between uh, eighteen fifty, sorry, yeah, eighteen fifty to uh, eighteen eighty-two, he wrote approximately one hundred twenty-one songs, um, and one cantata, Joseph in Egypt. So, sort of his church music roots coming out there. Yeah. So he was he was very invested in his church music as well, uh, even though it's his. Um, Popular music That we know Yeah So How it got to the Exact form we have it We're not entirely sure Um, Oh I did want to say About the The uh, I can't talk today The Lion of Judah Uh, It's been Put in several different Hymn books In different forms With different titles Um, I've seen it under the Title uh, Chains broken With essentially The same Um, ideas some different choruses or different verses Hmm. in some different orders but the same idea Um, there's also one that's called the conquering savior which essentially is the same as chains broken Um, but instead of saying for the lion of judah shall break every chain it says for the conquering savior shall break every chain so someone decided they needed different imagery there Uh, and then there's another version uh, my rest is in heaven
2: That's another one, my rest is in heaven, my rest is not here. And then I once was a stranger, Uh, I once was a stranger to grace and to God, I knew not my danger and felt not my load. Those are
1: different words. Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: so these are are different words to the other one. So Lion of Judah, Chains Broken, the Conquering Savior are very similar to each other. And then these other two, my rest is in heaven and I once was a stranger, different words, Hmm. but with that same tune that Henry Tucker wrote.
1: So, do you think are those in modern hymn books for other churches? I don't
0: know. This was on uh, this was on a a, a hymn collection website, uh, which I forgot to write down the name. It's not a very good scholarly move on my part. I apologize. Um, but yeah, it just had these uh, these different versions on there. It didn't say exactly where the. Um, where that was from.
1: I was just so. wondering if, like, our friends from other churches, as we sing this song, would be like, "Oh, I know that tune, but it goes to a diff- different word. Very possibly, words. <laughs> yeah. So, if you
0: have something in your hymn book called "The Lion of Judah" or "Conquering Savior" or uh, any of those other tunes that I titles that I mentioned, let us know. I'd, yeah. I'd love to know if it's in your modern hymn book today. All right, do you have anything else on now? Let us rejoice. Um, I was
1: just going over the words here looking at them and just thinking about that event that happened in missouri with the the meteor shower and it just makes it come more alive you know that they're saying now let us rejoice in the day of salvation no longer as strangers on earth need we roam like they were the early members of the church were so excited about these things that were happening and they had such great faith that the lord was with them and would perform miracles i mean it's incredible sometimes i think <laughs> they had more faith than i do you know just they one of the other cool stories um that when that i read about this was that joseph smith had actually prophesied that this would the event would happen hmm. um he had stood up in a meeting like 30 days before, and there had been some guy there who was kind of heckling him and was a skeptic of the gospel and everything that he was preaching. And he said, like, in 30 days, you will see signs from heaven, basically. And this guy was like, whatever. Yeah, right. And he had Joseph Smith, like, write it down and, like, sign it. Like, he was going to prove him wrong, you know. And um, I guess some, I think some... Missionaries, I can't remember who it was, but they were out um, preaching and had like kind of wandered through the forest and came upon this guy's um, cabin and asked if they could stay with him and it was like the day before the thirty days were up, and <clears throat> he said, "Well, now you're in trouble because Joseph Smith's prophecy hasn't come true yet, And they said, "Oh, but we you still have one more day." And, <laughs> And uh, so they waited and stayed up all the night, the night to see if it would happen, and it did. And they got him up and showed him, and he just, like, went pale. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But I thought it was cool, you know. Joseph Smith had prophesied about that happening. Yeah. And he wasn't even in the same location as, you know, where the saints were to when they were being attacked by the mob. Yeah. So.
0: Okay. Well, I think we're ready to sing. All right, let me get a note for us. Uh, Let's actually pitch it down a half step.
2: Now let us rejoice in the day of salvation. No longer as strangers on earth need we roam. Good tidings are sounding to us and each nation. And shortly the hour of redemption will come when all that was promised the saints will be given and none will molest them from morn until eve and earth will appear as the garden of eden and jesus will say to all israel come home we we'll love one another and never dissemble but cease to do evil and ever be one. and when the ungodly are fearing and tremble we'll watch for the day when the savior will come when all that was promised the saints will be given And none shall molest them from morn until eve. And earth will appear as the garden of Eden. And Jesus will say to all Israel, Come home. In faith we'll rely on the arm of Jehovah. To guide through these last days of trouble and gloom. And after the scourges and harvest are over, we'll rise with the just when the Saviour doth come. Then all that was promised. The saints will be given, and they will be crowned with the angels of heaven. And earth will appear as the garden of Eden, and Christ and his people will ever be one.
0: That's a beautiful hymn. Well, friends out there, thank you so much for joining us on Knowing Him. Thank you for your support that you've given us so far. Uh, we've received emails, we've received uh, messages on Facebook, uh, we've even received an, an audio message already uh, through Anchor.fm. Uh, please let us know what you think of the hymns, let us know what you think of our episodes, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, I'm thankful to Angie, my most wonderful co-host, the most beautiful co-host that I could <laughs> ask for. i um, Thank you for joining us. Join us next time as we sing our way to knowing him.